Welcome to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast, brackets, old hearts, slightly out of date hearts. I'm Lucy Cahoon. Big welcome back to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. I'm Stevie Boy. He's Johnny Cassidy. How are we doing <laughs> oh. this week, John? Oh man, I'm tipped up, up to high though. We're right in the midst of all this. What has been big runs last weekend and bigger stuff coming up this weekend. It's just gathering pace, isn't it? Amping up, isn't it? Pump, pump, pump it up. Ramping up last week was um, filled with races. This weekend's even more filled with races. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a few listeners either being taken part in them or a way to take part in them or just like hearing about them. And we're here to serve you every need. Exactly. We tick all your boxes. That's nah, what we're here for. Let's, let's go, though. Let's, can we go back to last weekend? Because we had the competition winners up at the Fermartin and Buchan Ultra Marathon, didn't we? We did. We did. And that looked, to use a pair word, DOS. <laughs> that seems really good. <laughs> Aye, it was really good. And we had Craig Stokes and Glynis Buchan were the winners of the competition prizes, kindly donated by the race organisers. And we really appreciate that when people get in touch with us and give us these opportunities to give away prizes money can't buy. Um, There was was also a a good wee um, smattering of the buff buff and different, the different versions of the buff buffs on display, which was great to see. Definitely, there was OGs, there were sexy buff buffs, and there was pride buff buffs. We're currently out of stock in the stock room for buff buffs, I think. Uh, well, we are, but mind, I actually sent you a photo the other night, didn't I? You did. What did I find in my garage? John has stumbled across a few OGs, original yeah. buff buffs, V1s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I was so excited. Pride is money, can he buy? I went in the house and it turns out my wife wasn't as excited as me about it, but that's, that's, that's all right. That's I cool, shared your enthusiasm when you sent me the picture. You certainly did. Well, so we'll do something with them soon. We will, um, we will, we will. And we'll maybe go and go with something new up our sleeve as well. Oh, we've always got wee things in the mix, Stevie boy. But going back to, sorry, to Glynis <laughs> and to Craig, yep. really, really well done. They both actually picked up what do you call it, category prizes as well? Yeah. So they actually yeah, done, they, they done fantastically well. So. Really good Probably. looking prizes as well in the sort of railway sign style. Love it. It looked, a, it looked a great event. I think um, it's, I had it on my radar for this year for myself, but mm-hmm. the start of the year's not quite went brilliantly. So, it, but it's one that I want to do sometime. It just looks a good crack. Your wish list is getting kind of big, though, eh? We've got a few. We've got a few. And now that maybe leads us into this week's as well. Actually, see, before we go into this week's races and things that's uh-huh. in our mind, just this week there was a big, big event happened. Our last week's guest, 
our Yorkshire correspondent. Oh yes. Which that episode has went down a storm, by the way. Absolutely, folk have been lapping it up. So thank everybody for their kind comments. Um, it's been brilliant. But Mel received her third place trophy during the week for the aforementioned run, Manchester to Liverpool. So massive congratulations. We are hoping at some point to get a podium party video. We've not received that yet. But um, Mel has got her just desserts and her third place finish. So thank you and well done to Mel. Staying on last weekend before we jump into this weekend. Yep. Things were happening doing in the Severn. Is that right? The Severn. See, the bridge. Between England Ultra. and Wales. Yes. And the there bridge. Was a, there was a ultra marathon taking place on the said bridge, um, which involved running back and forth over it for quite a while. And it was, I think it was pretty much the bridge is a mile long. Almost. I think that's it, isn't it? That's the gig. The only thing I tell you about the bridge before, remember there was that Swedish drama, the bridge. Yes. You know what? That was good. Yeah, it was uh, good. It, it reminds me of that. And also, this brings into my small brain again. How do you pronounce the race organizer's name? Is it Cobain or is it Cockbane? We might have to get him on maybe to furnish sure us with that information. Mr. Cobain. Hmm. Aye. And Mr. I'm Because, yeah, well, Mike Raffin went and did 200 miles running back and forth across the bridge. Um, mm-hmm. Only Mike, run till you're done. Go and check out his YouTube channel. He is producing some nifty looking footage. He's got himself a drone. <laughs> He's got different Mike. levels, man. But fantastic, yeah. Mike, Mike's also got a great running history as well. He's not been on the show. He's a friend of the show, though. He's a good yeah. good guy, Mike. Like him. He's been, he's pervaded us with chilli jam. He has. He's well, pervade you. Pervade you with chilli jam. <laughs> well, I had to sample it on behalf of both, and I ended up just keeping the hell jar because it was that good. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> and well done down at the bridge. Dane just, um, I don't know, backyard ultras are, are his thing. The bridge, I'm a surprise to see Mike doing the bridge. I'm a thick, but it doesn't make it any less of an achievement winning it. And also shout out to Vic Owens, the happy runner, previous guest as well, who took part in the same event and um, I looked like she persevered. Aye, interesting to see what's next for, with the mark. I know there's a lot of weird and wacky and very gruelling hard organisers them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next. In the, oh, well, you know, fancying that, the line. I did like the line, but the one that appeals to me most is the tunnel. Maybe where Alan Cormac. Alan Cormac was on speaking about the tunnel. I know Vic has been at that as well. So I had that sort of appeals to me. So it's got the hill, the hill, the tunnel, the bridge. And the line. What next though? Okay, what else could you do? I'm Aye. thinking that you could do like the runway and you just run back and forth up a like a, a, a runway. Like if the aeroplanes are landing on live. <laughs> an, an open runway. We're not talking about a disused thing. So there you go, Mark. I'll give me a shout if you want to steal my ideas. Brilliant, man. So let's bring it to this week then. We've mentioned a number of times some races, and a few of them are happening this week. None of them that we've actually taken part in. But we didn't take part in races, John. We just speak about them. But, aye, well, but, you take part in races. 
Ah, but well, so do you. So do you. You've been up. Well, let's speak about the Murray Way 50 first. Oh, Murray Way 50. Part of yeah. the Murray Way Ultra Series happening this weekend. We've spoken about it before. I, I have taken part in one of the runs. Great. Kyle and Debbie, Kyle Gregg and Debbie Gregg are the, the race organisers. And it's the 50 mile version happening. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be tomorrow. We're, we're speaking on it. It's Friday. It'll be tomorrow. And I was pal Wendy Wilson's going up. He shall get shit done. Um, he's got yeah. actually joined by a couple of um, run club members for my five star run club, Laura and Linda. Big good luck to them. They've been putting the hard graft in to cover that distance, and I'm sure they'll hear a quality day out. Weather looks set for fine, almost a bit too uh-huh. fine. I can be less kind of warm. I'm feeling it warm than you. But also, just a wee social media warning, you might want to mute Wendy for maybe 24 hours for the morning morning. Maybe actually 48. Aye, I, th- I think once he's done it, because he'll do it, because he's actually, he's getting all right at this crack, right? <laughs> he'll do it, and it's, it's post-race that he gets a bit Leeds United excited, like, just, just, anyway, quite right. <laughs> That's, that's windy. That's what he does. But good luck to everybody going up to do the Moray Way. Well, you and I have both done different events up there, but you're right. Debbie and Kyle put on a good gig. There's a lot of time invested in it. And again, you mentioned earlier about the um, the the prizes and the trophies from the from Martin and Buchan. Debbie and Kyle, they get trophies too. They're quite unique to the area yeah. that you're in. So like yeah, that. brilliant. Really big, well, well done well to done. Kyle on the ultra win last weekend. He won the yes, is it the ultra, ultra X thing? Ultra X, yeah, two day ah. event, and Kyle came home in first place. So there you go. That's enough. Start running short shout outs for one week. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. <laughs> yes, this also <laughs> weekend we've got the lap. Sorry, on you go, on you go. The lap down in Windermere. Oh man, there's is a it clockwise itch. or anti-clockwise? Uh, I think this is the clockwise version in May, and they go anti-clockwise in September, I think. But yeah, there's a big itch there. Again, this is goes back. This goes back to that chat with Mel Sykes in that tent at Lakelands, doesn't it? At the finish. Yeah. Um, her and Robo were waxing lyrical about the lap, and then Ellis Bland come on. He made that itch deeper. So something's going to happen sometime in the future for you and me, Stevie Boy, to go down to Windermere and unleash the beast. <laughs> I'll add your bag. Um, so no, good luck if you're taking part in the lap. It is definitely uh, um, another event on our growing list of things we need today. <laughs> yeah. Talking about one... that we shouldn't hate today, <laughs> that we'll never do. <laughs> There's a few of them, I know. But one miles around Snedonia. Oh, die. This is back to the Mel Sykes again. But also a number of other folk that I've seen are doing their, what do they call them? A flatly. A flatly. A flatly. Michael Flatly. Michael Flatly, aye. They're doing a Michael. And there's a number of buffs, different versions of buff buffs Mm -hmm. are part of people's Michael. So I love to see that. And there's a number of people going to the UTS, Ultra Trail Snowdonia, Tough gig, man. You look at that course, it's going to be, but best wishes to every single person that's going along to that. I'm guessing she'll have the pride buff buff on. I hope so. 
Oh, so she looks good in that. Good luck, Mel. Everybody looks and, good in that. And everybody doing UTS. I think our pal Gary House is doing it as well. House Run Club. Running Club. Yes, indeed. Previous yes, guest. Indeed. Friend of the show. La. Imagine Gary House and Mel together. Oh, aye. Um, in fact, Gary's got his own podcast now. He's obviously, he's obviously seen how the experts are doing it and trying to emulate us. But he has <laughs> his own podcast. Go and get a listen. He's got some great guests already. Um, we're obviously just waiting on our invite. But <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't yet, please go and have a wee look at Gary's Instagram. He is absolutely phenomenal. Doesn't take himself serious at all, but he also gives you some brilliant learning advice as aye, well. So an underlying message in amongst the fun. So aye. Aye. Get enjoy <laughs> yourselves if you're at the Ultra Trail Snedonia this weekend. John, you're racing this weekend. You I are am. Toeing the line, hitting the race, bib on, getting the swanks out, getting the undercarriage obliterators freaking shined up. I will. I've got the choice of undercarriage obliterators. Uh-huh. No, because I've got a new pair. I bought a new pair. I've spotted a pair in the sale. But remember I had the red ends, the yep. red inside bits. Um, they were the ones that went a bit bobbly. And you said to me, you've got a 10K in them. But I think I'm going to need to patch them because I just, I just get worried. And, I would uh, so what I've done, marathon in them. No, no. But what I've done is I've uh, I spotted another pair on sale somewhere on the internet so i got them they arrived just this week but i'm going to go with the blue ends for sunday i'm going to work leaving half marathon organized by the kinross roadrunners um um i've now heard the belingary bolt is donning a vest and a pair of swanks himself and is going to be running on the course as well so i'm looking f- very much forward to catching up with john beveridge either before or after it won't be during um but uh looking forward to seeing him and everybody else again please come and say hello if you see me i'll be doing there stickers in my pocket come and give us a shout i might even take some of our new shiny badges stevie pie oh there you go <laughs> get in about it just tap john on the shoulder get a selfie with him and get that up on your socials because you know he goes viral this bastard <laughs> i think um yeah the and good luck to the race this weekend i know that they've um made a step up this year and, and are closing roads and such like and i know is yeah. um can that'll be a a big decision that they've made in the race committee or whatever it is so mm-hmm. fingers crossed it goes all well i know there's been a wee bit upset and having to change the days and everything around already so well done and, and um you know just deal with all that but road closures are didn't come cheap so no they're a big deal as well aren't they it takes a lot of argument you, you and i have discussed this before yeah, because of your, your experience of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come hassle-free. So fair play to them all. So everybody that's rocking up, give an even bigger thank you to the organisers and the marshals that you see and as you make the your way around. Where the walk leaving half marathon is, you're running Perth and Kinross, and you're running Fife. Aye, you do. You do. Crossing the border. It's a nice part of the world. Hopefully, not too warm, John, because I know that um, you your strength is running in cooler conditions. <laughs> I'll be all right in Perth. It gets kind of warm in the Fife, but I'll be all right in Perth. <laughs> um, another thing that we is on our list of things to do at some point in the future. It is literally on our doorstep. The Cataran Trail's on this weekend. Cataran Trail. 
Jags, man, that was wasn't even on my list on my agenda, and it should be because I've got a few folk running it. Katrina Bruce for blast running is yeah. Katrina's going up now. Stuart McNeish, good luck to Stuart, one of my Malaga buddies. Um, I think our Hadrian's Wall correspondent was doing it today as well, but I don't think she's running. Jody. I think Jody's been. Jody's had a wee bit of, well, a setback maybe fitness wise, but she's also otherwise engaged with that house that she's doing. Honestly, that house is like it's like my box set, man. I go see, go on the Instagram guy. I didn't watch Netflix anymore. I just watched Jody's house build updates. <laughs> Fantastic, looking good. Keeping that. It is. It's looking bro. Keeping that man of hers busy. I've said to her, I've got a playlist ready for the housewarming. So. We'll be good to go with that. But best so, of luck to Jodie. She, she isn't running the Cataran, which was on her list of things to do. But I'm sure, hope you're back running in full, with full fitness soon, Jodie. So good luck up at Cataran Trail. It's 55 miles. It's in a beautiful part of the country. Um, Richie Cunningham's the um, race director up there now. A very well-kent face on the Scottish Ultra Circuit. Um, and I'm and no fine that he puts on a cracking event. Um, Frank McGaffney's up there volunteering, so if you happen to see a tallish, offy, friendly boy when you're out there, give him a shout. Aye, good lad, Frank. He's a very Frank good lad. So. Under, under. Talking about, talking about well-kent faces in the Scottish running scene, shall mm-hmm. we speak about our guest? We will speak about our guest. This week we are going to be joined by a lassie called Lucy Calhoun. And Lucy has a record under her belt that we probably know her best for, um, and that is the female record for the West Highland Way race. Um, and that one is a long-standing record, and Lucy um, joins us to, well, it's great to say, to, to speak about that and many other things, but this is a different aim, isn't it, John? It's a different take on things. Lucy is in a place just now um, that I think allows her to go and speak about the past in a yeah. candid and think, fashion. And I think Lucy does it really, really well. I think we are, we sent Lucy a question set and Lucy come back even before we started recording an event, Ken, well, I'd like to put a wee different spin on this. Mm-hmm. So we're up for different things. That's what we're all about. So um, we'll get Lucy talking about, ah, she talks about her previous running exploits and what she's done, but she also talks about where she is now, her love of Rioja, her love of donuts. Um, we cover a lot of that, her love of her dogs as well. But it was... And, to, and you know what, this is a really timely episode because we're coming, you mentioned about the West Island Way, we're coming to, um, we're only about five weeks away, I think, for the actual West Island Way race for this year. And Lucy set the female record in 2007. And that time was 17 hours, 16 minutes and 20 seconds. That record has stood the test of time since 2007. The male record has dropped time and time and time again but it just shows you how good Lucy's shift was that day and she speaks about it um speaks about it very well I I was on the edge of my seat probably through all this it was brilliant to speak to Lucy she's been a long time inspiration for me and I'm sure for many others 
but she does it in a quite unique Lucy Calhoun style. It's a great listen. It definitely is. She she's almost like my takeaway was that she's treating running looking back at it as if she's like looking back at an ex, an ex boyfriend <laughs> to Aye. where she is now. And and it allows for a really unique take on it all for her and and she, her honesty and everything is so um i just authentic it's just like it, it's a real from the heart look back at things um and and also where she is now and, and where her happy place is now so crack and listen lovely to speak to you lucy how are you doing today uh i'm doing good yeah good thanks thank you very much for giving up your time to chat with although the title's young hearts run free we've got old hearts too Mine's a little bit older than Stephen's. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm okay, John. Thanks. Great to see you, Lucy. Can't wait to get into our, um, well, usual question set, but it might be a wee bit different. That's mm-hmm. what that's what's the exciting part, to be honest. So, yeah, cool. thanks for joining us. So, we, I'm just going to say this, we sent Lucy a question set. And Lucy came back and said, maybe we'll do something a wee bit different. And we're more than happy to do that. But Lucy, for those who maybe are not familiar with the name Lucy Calhoun, can you give us a wee bit of a backstory to Lucy Calhoun and Lucy Calhoun's running? I'm assuming just the running bit because the other bit is probably of limited interest to anybody. Um, yeah, very compressed uh, whiz through. I did nothing exercise wise till I was 30 was super lazy uh, didn't do any sport at school um, lived abroad came to live in London really hated it because I'm from Scotland although no one ever believes I'm born and bred Aberdonian um, blame my parents um, but I was living in London and was really fed up and depressed because I couldn't see any countryside and started jogging very slowly around a park and then shortly after that uh, came back up to Edinburgh and fell in with the wrong crowd, by which I mean some uh, lady on maternity leave who said, oh, I'm looking for a running buddy. My friend said, oh, Lucy runs. I was like, no, 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 no. I jog really slowly around a park once a week. And it turned out this girl was a sub three hour marathon runner. I was like, okay. Um, But all credit to her because she was just, she wanted company. So she was really patient. Um, And then started running with her and she was great just to say, oh, you should try this. And Try that and kidnapped me and took me off to the Pentland Hills one day. Uh, and I was relying on her for a lift home, so I had to run 11 miles. I was like, oh my God, it's going to kill me. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I did that and then did a wee bit of triathlon um, just for fun and uh, realized that I was really rubbish at swimming and mediocre on the bike and not that bad on the run. So, I was like, I'll just ditch the other two and uh, concentrate on the running and then started doing hill running then road running and then long distance running and then I stopped and now I drink wine and walk the dogs and occasionally let them pull me up a hill so what's your favorite kind of wine oh good question I didn't know (laughs) if you were going with wine or dog there good question uh Rioja out and out every time yeah it's got to be yeah. Is this a, a red Rioja? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no, yeah, white, no, there is it? white, no, red, like, yep, just out and out to the extent that it's really boring. Uh, so every restaurant, not that I'm often going to restaurants, but everything's like, it'll be the Rioja. Um, I, I lived in Spain and I love it. And yeah, nothing else touched the sides. 
So brilliant. I'm not going to ask you about a favourite dog. I've got but, three, so I better not. I'll say no. I like them all, but um, hounds. Anything with really, really pendulous ears. Okay. And are they running buddies? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of broken one of them. <laughs> He's eight now, and he won't come out. Uh, the seven-year-old will come out occasionally as long as he's not attached to the two-year-old who is wired and very very bouncy uh and great fun and because they're all rescue hunting dogs um i can't let them off the lead because they wouldn't come back so it's a really good way of exercising the dog and getting a free toe up the hill but it's, it's a bit depressing if i ever run without the dog and i realize i'm really slow it's like oh yeah okay so it's like having an e-bike it's totally cheating. It's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. A great analogy there. <laughs> love that. I love that. Um, I've got to ask about hill running, because when people say hill running, and you've also already mentioned the P word for me, Pentlands, mm -hmm. it me with dread. I've only ever driven past the Pentlands, and even from the car, it looked very quick up. Um, is the Pentlands a place that you spent a lot of time? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, not loads of time, but I was living in Edinburgh. I, I don't live, I live in Peebles now. Um, so I've got different hills. Um, but yeah, Pentlands is the obvious playground of choice and it's great. It's so accessible from a major city. And yeah, I, I wouldn't say I know my way around it because, uh, anyone who knows me will be laughing because I get lost, uh, leaving my front door. I mean, I've been lost. Well, anyway, more times than you could possibly imagine in like really significant events and just just going out to the Pentlands and finding myself like really lost. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I've been there a lot. I can't necessarily tell you where I've been, but I have been there a lot. Stephen, I never planned this, right? But I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to tell my Lucy being lost story. Oh, right? gosh. Yeah, there are quite I've, a few. My very, well, the one I know about is my very first ultramarathon was the Go 33. And uh, there was two things I remember that day. First time I ever met a guy called Johnny Fling, who at the start oh. line whipped off his T-shirt and ran the whole thing topless, taps off. And it wasn't, it wasn't his summer, it was November. And the, and, the, and the second thing I remember is, Lucy went past me. I knew who Lucy was. I said, hiya, got me smile on you go. And then about half an hour later, she passed me again. <laughs> and I thought... There's no way of being, I'm being lapped on a 33-mile course. I said, where have you been? She said, I got lost. And this, off she went. So I have a thank you very much. That was not planned, but it was perfectly timed. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I can't really begin to, like, I can't overstress quite how bad I am. Not just in running, but just in everything. I really spectacularly get lost. It doesn't add up in my head. So something, I, a road I'm driving down, I think, is going to end up at, I don't know, a park or a bakery or an airport, and it doesn't, and I get really confused. Um, but I did do the Pennines, was it the Pennines 36 race? And I ended up doing the Pennines 45 or something. I came <laughs> off the wrong side of the Pennines. Um, and that that was like super par for the course. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so not did strong you know navigation. It? Not great with navigation. Did you notice how John's ears perked up there when you said the road? at the road end was a bakery <laughs> i mean we could just like, ditch this and talk about wine and cake right Amen. i could talk for easily an hour and a half about cake so there'd be quite a lot of listeners nodding away going ah, yeah. i'm on board with that best recipes I, best outlets yep 
listen, it's um, there's, my, there's there's mileage in it. Oh, I see what you did. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like that little story that you gave us there, Lucy, about your running journey, and it was nice and succinct, and it came to quite a abrupt halt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a wee bit more about that part? Yeah, and it's really difficult to, and I don't want to bore anyone with it, but it's very difficult to put that succinctly. But I suppose it's mm-hmm. like, um, well, without making it sound all grand or retiring, stopping doing something that you have done for a long time, you know, whether that's a job or a marriage or living in a foreign country or whatever it is, it's a real jolt when you don't do it, but there wasn't any particular thing. So it would be much easier to say, oh, I developed cartilage problems or I, I don't know, had a baby or whatever. I don't have a reason that's cut and dried, um, but it was more a sort of um, sort of encouragement or the path binding or hand holding stopped. And uh, I'm not very good at doing things by myself. And I had a coach uh so the last race I did that I count as like a proper race was the world, was it the International Ultra World Trail Series or something like that? I think it was quite a new thing. I can't remember. Um, and I did that and I was third and, you know, it was a decent run. It wasn't like an amazing run, but it was good. And I was like, okay, so what next? And then suddenly everything went quiet and my coach for various, you know, completely understandable reasons had other things to deal with but it's suddenly like I kept turning up and doing what I'd been asked or suggested to do and winning stuff and I think I wanted someone else to then say great come and join a team or great let us sponsor you or great come and train with us in the Alps or we'd like to invite you to do this and and it didn't happen and I didn't know how to make it happen so then all the self-doubt was like well on the one hand I think, I mean, I've just got a bronze medal in a world ultra, you know, so I mm-hmm. can't be that bad. But then why is nothing happening? Um, and then it was just a bit of, a bit of me wanted to let myself stop. But it was very contradictory because the other half of me very much would have loved someone to knock on the door and say, Dunna, come and live in France for six months. You'll train with this amazing team. We'll give you all the kit. You know, we'll really push you and see just how good you can be. And it never happened. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I don't mean sound, that sounds very passive, but I didn't know how to make that happen. And maybe now people do, or maybe that's why other people are, have very different and more successful approaches to building a profile and I just sort of assumed if I did the right thing put in the work and was good then next things would happen but Mm -hmm. in fact I hadn't really thought about this parallel before but um I was always really good at exams at school I was a real like I really liked studying but I'm an exams but I can do adrenaline you know fast burst competition like put yourself on the line and if you do that and you get an A or whatever then there's a next set of exams or then there's a next you know so there's a next path until you leave university and suddenly it's like oh oh right hold on huh and exactly the same happened you know having structure and process and all you need to do is do well get rewarded or don't do well don't get reward you know it's a very sort of binary relationship and 
and the world's not like that and I really struggle that the world's a bit messier than that and um, so I know lots of people would say oh I run for me or run for the enjoyment of it and it's not you're not really supposed to say I run for recognition or I run because I want someone else to kind of hold my hand and say well done that's brilliant but I sort of did so oh, yeah. so yeah so it's very hard to step away from that and I and I really remember I mean crikey without making sound a really arrogant comparison it was just something that struck a chord when Victoria Pendleton um, I don't know if you remember when she won her last goal and she was on the podium and she was crying and the national anthem was playing and I think everyone thought oh she's you know she's so thrilled and delighted and emotional and she said afterwards I was crying with relief because I was finally allowed to stop so she had like a real love hate thing of what why she was doing it and and then if you depend upon that for your validation and you stop doing it then it's like ooh uh. <laughs> anyway back to the Rioja question <laughs> I just what what year was that worlds um I'm probably 2014 Maybe even earlier than that. I'm no, no, probably no, no, probably about twenty ten or something. I can't remember. Okay. Ages ago. Well, it's in the rear view mirror, but yeah, ages is depends what ages for me is further back. Well, I mean, it's I'm thinking it's I should have I should have completely made my peace with the whole thing now, but oh, it yeah. takes a really long time to for your head to be a hundred percent okay. It's like seeing a really dreadful ex partner. And do you know if you see them, you're still a little bit thrown by it. It's that. Okay, I th- I'm sure most of us can relate to that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can still go and say hi, but your heart rate's just a wee bit. You know, it is that. I think. And Garmin tells you that if you're. Well, you see, I don't have a Garmin, so. <laughs> ah, that's a question for later on. You can see these spikes in, in the day if you're if you're that way inclined. Um, yeah, so what you said two thousand and ten. Sorry, two thousand and ten was when that sort of it's overused, I know, but that sort of journey came to, yeah. to an end. But yeah. And when you described it and they described you stopped pursuing that those podium finishes and yeah. and being the best in class or, or whatever. But you didn't stop running. No. No, no, you I didn't know, stop. Because John found you lost in Glen Ogle after that. No, that would have been no, no, no. It was before that. John, when would you have? Or, well, it would have I been. Would, I would have been 2013, 14, Glen Ogle. Mm, you sure no. it was Lucy, John? No, it's 2011. I'm looking at the thing. I had to like remind myself of things I'd done because I'd forgotten. 2011. Ah. So Glen there you Ogle. go. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've only done it once. So. There you go. Maybe, we're even older maybe, than we think we are. Maybe I've, I, I've lost decades, never mind years, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for that. I'll have to go and review my running history. Oh, well. my word. And thank you for sharing that, mm. that that story because, well, it sounds like it's still plays in your mind the way that you're a speaking wee, about it. I mean, it. you know, like a 10%. It was a 90% for years and it's a 10% and it's fine. And I think, yeah, I'm I'm definitely very much at, towards the kind of relaxed I'm fine with it end. Yeah. But if people talk to me still, like if someone said, Oh, did you hear that so and so 
just won such and such. I mean, most of the time, A, I don't know who they are and B, I couldn't care less. But if it's somebody, maybe a previous contemporary of mine or I'll, there'll still be this kind of voice of um, slight stress that it should have been me and why am I not doing it anymore and slight envy or FOMO or, you know, and yeah and it's ridiculous but it's kind of because I don't still want to put myself through that but but it's really nice to win stuff right because it's a really nice feeling and so you've given up an opportunity to have a really nice feeling. I don't think I understand that what you have the words you've used but I don't think it's ridiculous at all I think it's quite natural to feel these emotions when when you're you're when you're going through and what you've described, um, I I'm fascinated though by where you are now and the sort of so what what running does Lucy Calhoun do now like training wise with so the dogs? Forget the word training. I don't train. That train okay. for me is you're training with a purpose to doing an event. I don't train. Okay. And um, that's not to say I don't run. Um. So and I have zero. Um, uh routine um and very uh, <laughs> um what's the best way of describing it very sort of unpredictable motivation so i'll have a week where i'll be you know up at six in the pool at seven and i'll run at lunchtime and and then i'll have two weeks where all i do is eat even more cake than usual and stay in bed people think i'm making that up that's genuinely true um so yeah because my mood you know, I'll be up and down in terms of how I feel and uh-huh. just what else is going on in life. And so there is no, I can't say I run three times a week or five times a week. So it just depends. Um, I can't remember when did I last run last week sometime. Can't even remember. Yeah. So probably four or five days ago, probably. I don't know. Yeah, no idea. But I still like it. You know, I love going out with a dog and you know, I could still go and do a three-hour run, and that'd be fine. And I'm still fit enough to run for three hours. Um, and I like feeling vaguely fit, but I just love being outside. Yeah. Brackets when it's not raining. Those brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to go. I always text, and my friends know I'll text them, like text Lauren and go, um, yeah, I've just seen the four. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely Brilliant. pathetic. <laughs> I like feeling vaguely fit, um, yeah. But you can still run for three hours. That's um, yeah, but it's relative, isn't it? You exactly know, it's not. That. I get that that's fit, but it's not running at blooming six-minute mile pace. And you look back at what you used to be able to do and think, how on earth, you know? And now people doing races, and I just think, how can you, how can you even contemplate running for thirty-five <laughs> miles? Whereas you know, fifteen years ago, it's like, oh yeah. So that it's just age as well, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Is that you're right, though, Lucy? You do often. I have had a very unaccomplished running um, CV, um, but even I look back and some of the things that I used to go do and, and go, how did I get myself into a state that I could do that? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, and that's me. Yeah. You. but you've got to want to, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? And you know, everyone says the minute the minute you don't want to so your legs or whichever bit of your body you're using for whatever the sport it will probably carry you through but the minute your head 
it's like, nah, not up for this. You know, even if you're halfway up a hill and you think about stop, you just stop. It, it's the power of, you know, the bad power of the mind to completely sabotage you. Yeah, definitely. Can I ask, you, you mentioned when you were speaking about the running that you'd done, hill running, road running and, and things like that. But was there always an appeal for you to do the longer stuff? Or what was in there? Because uh, people you said no, there wasn't always. It was no. just accidental. So purely accidental. Because you know, bearing in mind, I started from nothing. I'd never run. So, uh-huh. um, so I, uh, so I was doing some voluntary work, and I met this chap that said he was going that night to the Pentlands with a triathlon club. And so I went along, and I ran in the hills, and it was nice. So, um, you know, then did some hills and stuff and then accidentally did you know longer and longer things um but it wasn't as if oh I, I was you know I know I want to do long whatever I just enjoyed running um and I enjoyed like a path so I liked marathon I did like road marathons because you know it's a long it's a long way and you can actually stretch your legs out to run properly rather than walking hiking or clambering over you know cross-country course or whatever so I like actually just being able to an uninterrupted run um but then I did something I don't know I went for a training run that was going to be 28 miles and it was 38 we probably got lost um and I remember feeling okay and thinking oh well okay I can manage that and then somebody asked I suggested doing the Highland Fling I didn't really know what it was and then I did it and it was hard you know it was hard but it was okay and then on the back of that someone said come and do the West Island Way um and I said for about three weeks I was like nope 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 <laughs> and he kept phoning me up and wow, um, so yes yeah, so it wasn't as if I wanted to do it it just turned out that that's what I was most suited to because I couldn't go fast but I could go reasonably paced for a very long time you know so like coaches would say your 5k teams time is rubbish your 10k time is rubbish because I just don't have I've been like on machines and had needles and stuff stuck into me I don't have fast twitch muscles at all I'm just built to be a slow keep going person so well and that's my that's where I'm wanting to get to was there a realization that the longer endurance stuff was for you yeah yeah totally yeah, yeah. totally yeah because yeah. I felt fine at the end I'd look at other, I mean I remember doing one thing and it was, was it 66 miles or something um really hard like because I you know obviously end things as hard as you make it but I was really racing like running it as hard as I possibly could and uh and then about two hours later there was a Kaylee for all the people who'd taken part and the only people that were dancing were the supporters and the race organizer and me <laughs> And I was doing, you know, strip the willow. And he was like, sorry, you've just, what, you've just run. I was like, yep. You know, just like, and I'm, but just that's luck, right? That's not, that's mm-hmm. not talent or trait. You know, that's just the luck of the body that you've been given and how it reacts. So just as I couldn't catch a ball or sprint across a hockey pitch, I just was really lucky that my muscles seemed to recover and I never got injured as well. I was just super lucky. Can we speak about the West Island Way? On you go. Thank you very much. The door has been opened. Thank you very much. Because you said that 
the first time, I'm assuming it's the first time, I'm not, I don't know how many times you've been on the West Highland Way. And once. The full, yeah. <laughs> I've only done okay. it once. Okay, so that, that, um, that race you had, 2007, we're going back to, you, the run you had that day is still the female course record, which is quite astounding, I think. So it must have been a hell of a run. I know you finished second that day by 12 minutes <laughs> after after the first the first finisher. So 17 hours, 16 minutes and 20 seconds is still the course record. I think it's been it's been within people's sights a few times, but they've never actually quite achieved it, you know. So was that one of these days when everything just worked for you or were you you've obviously got to work hard to finish in that time yeah so there's lots about that and there's I mean obviously it was an you know I was super pleased to do it and I didn't really appreciate the how the race is regarded in Scotland and how it's part of this like very very close community so I hadn't appreciated that when I did it and it was really lovely to suddenly find myself oh okay well it turns out you know this is a big thing for other people um and but I would say that you know there's somebody who is a well is now like a kind of I suppose retired runner who was excellent and did that every year for 10 years and won it every year for 10 years and and I think I only beat that time by something like 10 minutes. So it's not, you know, so it's a slight, I don't think they ever really got recognition. Mm-hmm. And so it's just slightly serendipitous that it was all like, oh, so, you know, just, I can't even remember if it was 10, 20 minutes, I don't know. But, you know, suddenly it's like, oh, you hold the record and that becomes a thing, which is nice for me, but it must be a bit annoying for people who've done it you know year in year out and and then one person comes once and and but I guess that's just sport isn't it um so Mm. yeah so I think the reason it went well was and I know you said you might ask about top tips and whatever not that I really have any but I think that the reason I ran well was because I was fast like for me um because I was on the back of marathon training and like marathon training um, ultras now I'm sure it's changed and I'm sure people are more professional and knowledgeable and put in the work but for years it was just if you were kind of a bit slow a bit too slow to do a marathon you know you could just do longer distance but just slower and I think loads of people thought that's what ultras were you know because you're not going to get timed out and you can just poodle along and stop and have a sandwich and you know so it was a bit of a it was seen as a bit of a an easier option a wee bit well do you know like back this is like back in the day so maybe people thought I don't want I couldn't do a fast 10k or a fast half but I I will do a 30 mile because you know I'll run along with my friend and chat and you know it's a different thing um so I think I think I came at it from completely different so I had a wee bit of like I mean I was a bit rubbish but a wee bit of technical like you know my ankles were okay because I'd run on hills um Luckily, there's no technical downhill because I'm absolutely useless at that. But, you know, I could run happily over tree roots and stuff. But I was just fast because I had fast, you know, I'd done years, like two or three years of fast road marathons. And to do that, you've got to do a fast half and you've got to do a fast 10. I mean, I was crap at 10K, but, you know, it's like months and months of speed training and hill training and I don't think ultra people would get it like oh I don't do speed I'll just do 40 mile well see that you know you'd be better off doing five miles just doing it bloody quick you know 
and I think that's where the time started to come down where other people turned up from abroad or elsewhere and they were decent fast runners mm -hmm. and they could sustain that over a longer period yeah. so I, I'm sure that's changed now but it used to be junk lots of kind of mile slow miles yeah the world's changed a bit though running running's changed a bit in 16 years yeah so from 2007 um we got well, a number of things nutrition hydration kit available stuff um and you well you you opened the door you mentioned sandwich right so how did you fuel yourself in the west highland way that year um tea <laughs> uh i can't remember but prob oh no hold on so someone oh, i was such an amateur um somebody in fact the bloke who beat me adrian who was a friend we we're in the same running club and he i'd asked him and he had suggested this milkshake thing i don't even know if it was a running thing i think it was just a general sports drink so i tried that um but i mean completely amateur i hadn't even tried it before i just did that um and then i had some i can't remember but i probably had crisps i think i had an onion badgie at some point uh yeah cups of tea i was gonna have soup but someone knocked it over uh <laughs> probably yeah crisps salt and vinegar crisps and i nearly always ran with marmite so i would definitely 100 percent have had marmite uh because i always had marmite sorry i've got a marmite on spread on something no no just like finger in the tub yeah yeah finger in the tub yeah see we're talking we're talking top tips here <laughs> yeah we oh well yeah well so my friend who wrote the record and then it got taken I think the following week but she did the Southern Upland Way and uh and I'm totally claiming all the credit for this because I went to support her on one of the legs and I took didn't take mama I took uh stock cube powder mm. so that you could just because it's just the saltiest thing and so I was handing her this little bag with substance in it, it looked highly dubious and she'd, I, she said, well, what do I do? I said, well, just wet your finger, dip your finger in this. And it was stocky powder, I swear to goodness. Lightning feel, brilliant. Settles your stomach, stop being sick, brilliant. That's almost like the juice in the bottom of a pot noodle. That's what I'm yeah, assuming that. Yeah, totally, totally, totally like that. Yeah, brilliant. There John's we go. addicted to that juice. In I'm going to. Oh, it's so good. Or oh, just, just the powder. Yeah, the powder of the pot noodle just before. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hear you. <laughs> Brilliant. I think we'll I cut this bit out. Will cut this bit? <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't snort it. That's not the way that you take it in. But, you know, that, that's John all over. We have had, was it Dr. Ligo who had mentioned about stock cubes before John? Yes. Sure, yeah. Um, and that was news to me at the time. That, But it all makes sense, doesn't it? It's just Yeah, like, it's just salt and it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good because people think gels, but after a while your stomach just can't can't support that amount of sugar and yeah. it just makes you more sick um but yeah salt is great take it veggie mites all right for the if you're that way inclined i mean yeah. far be yeah. it for me to judge she says can, shaking her head can i also ask you mentioned tea yes a few a few times was yorkshire it, was, it, was it well there is nothing else she's predicting the questions it. before they come sure <laughs> and uh was it sugary tea though? No, no. Oh. Sometimes with milk, and sometimes without milk. You see, 
Just depended how it's... Yeah. My final question, and this was maybe a wee bit on food. Not my final question. My final question <laughs> on food that day. What kind of soup was it they got coped? It was minestrone, but you see, so Adrian's support crew and my support crew, obviously, they, they knew each other really well and they were next to each yeah. other and we were all friends and stuff. And I can't remember if it was their my soup or their soup, but I sat down and then they claimed that, and then it all got spilt um, and the dog knocked it over. So I claimed it was sabotage. Yes. So they wanted Adrian to win. <laughs> <laughs> scandal yeah steward's inquiry and what i didn't eat was the curry at the end because i was so ill so we all went for curry but what i hadn't appreciated was that i was so sick and so ill after it that i couldn't eat and then ended up in hospital where i got a free breakfast so you know you ended up in hospital yeah because i Is had be- um what you call it that now they know about compartment syndrome but I didn't know. Nobody uh, knew what it was. So is that is that because you pushed yourself to the limit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just the okay. intensity and the distance and like proper agony. Um, and I thought I'd broken both my shins. And they X-rayed me like, no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, like I mean, nobody. Yeah, this is years ago. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but I did get I did get toast and porridge. So you know, on the plus side. <laughs> oh dear. See when you were. When you were do- sorry, John, I'm jumping on, but it's, it's okay. all associated. Um, when you were doing that West Highland Way effort, was that the longest that you'd went at that time? Is that yes. your longest? Yeah, and I've only ever done one longer. I've only ever done one hundred mile race, so yeah, I haven't okay. really done much long by today's standards. Really, not at all. So when you were doing that, did you have any low moments during the seventeen hours? Um, yeah yeah so um it was just probably coming into that soup stop um okay. the non-soup stop um at is it Carmyle Cottage uh Glencoe um so yeah I was tired and I well just bonking I just hadn't eaten mm. enough um right. and as soon as I had my cup of tea uh and whatever it was I ate then it was like a I was a new person and I went scampering up uh the devil staircase so yeah so that was all really but but it wasn't it wasn't I didn't have any really low moments but I think because I had zero expectation I hadn't done it before I didn't know what time I was going to do you know I wasn't mm-hmm. it was just a novelty and you know I wanted to do well but it was only in the last I can't remember maybe hour or something I can't remember that my support crew were like oh well oh, if you hurry up you know you might be able to so it didn't even set off with that so you know there was just no pressure it wasn't me on the start line going oh, I'm gonna smash that you know nothing just go and see how you get on and well, I still I think I've evolved. got one photo and I just look hilarious I've got a friend's anorak like a man's anorak tied around my waist because I didn't even have the right kit I mean hilarious really amateur <laughs> Which I, was I think I look like a tramp They're ridiculous uh, you'll have to send us that photograph. Yeah, that could it. be our podcast. Yeah. yeah, maybe not. <laughs> can I, we'll pack it down. Can I, can I ask then, how, what's your thoughts on that that record still stands today? Um, I mean, right, so we're on a podcast, we're in Scotland, you know, it's a tiny goldfish bowl, and I think about this, like, big fish, sorry, big pond, small pond, thing a lot you know when you're in a micro bubble of stuff like if you're surrounded by runners and 
Pundits in Scotland and everyone's seeing the restaurant Highland Way, it seems like the biggest thing ever. To the average person street, it's not, you know, it's so I think it's really important to like whatever you do to just take a step back and put it in the grand scheme of things. So okay, so there's one race in Scotland that's really long, not that long compared with other stuff, but it's quite long, quite hard. And here's someone that once ran it faster than the other people. So great, you know, it's a lovely thing. And you know, my little ego is that's that is a nice reward for people to go, you're the person that, you know, tick in the box. Like it's a nice thing to feel, oh well I was good at that. But I'm fully aware that in the grand scheme of things, so what? And that, you know, there's loads of other people who have done far more just incredible endeavours of stupid stuff, of running like for three, four days nonstop and all that stuff. I've never done that. So, yeah, it's nice. But I would say I think people talk about West Sunway because it's a record thing. But that's that's not the race that I was my best it's not the race I'm proudest of it's not the right you know I've run far better than I ran there far better mm -hmm. than I ran there so it's not you know okay the reason I'm asked the reason I asked the question was the the men's record has fell a few times yeah 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 that's, that's fell a few times yeah good point actually yeah yeah and I just I just think that um for for the the time that you ran in 2007 to stood for so long because mm -hmm. The science, the kit, that's available to female runners as well as male runners. The coaching maybe maybe has changed as well. But um, so you don't think it's because I changed the signs and like tripped them up at the last. That getting rid of <laughs> the all the soup arrows. Throwing all the soup out and then yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um no, Spiking just, the stock cube. <laughs> she, now, she now stands on sentry duties just to play never. Oh, it's this way, madam. <laughs> No, oh, it was saying, a ghost. I thought it was some. I was hallucinating. <laughs> it was Lucy dressed in a in a, a dark cloak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but there seems to be, and we're just actually approaching this time of the year. Actually, when well, for those who will be participating this year, they've been focused on it a long time. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. this coming up, but certainly um, the focus shifts around about April, May into June for the the West Highland Way race for for this year. So it's actually we hadn't planned this to happen yeah, yeah, this yeah. time, but it's actually quite appropriate that that we've that we've got you on. So, um, but I totally get what you're saying. There are bigger, weirder, wackier things that people do out there. I totally yeah. get that. No, but, I'm not trying to denigrate that. All I'm saying is it's really important to not like get any. You know, it's always really good to know where you are in the grand scheme of things and like keep a sense of proportion with it. You know, so you can't swag mm -hmm. around going check me. Out. You know, it's just like. It's one race that's popular in Scotland and it's an amazing event and it's moved on. You know, if I went this year, I wouldn't recognise three quarters of the people because I'm not part of the thing anymore. You know, I haven't actively mm -hmm. wanted to keep up, so I wouldn't recognise them. And, and that's right. You know, it's, things should move on. And, and yeah. yeah, so I think it's an amazing family, but I don't want to define, hold on to something as like, you know, I once the the one hit wonder kind of you know that sad person propping up the bar going I remember the you know wearing my race T-shirt or something. <laughs> I if I ever become that, then something's gone horribly wrong. Have you ever find you have you ever find yourself at the end of the bar with Stephen and I drinking a bottle of Yorker? We can speak about the West Island way. We can do that. We can do that. <laughs> you normally have his jacket on his waistline when we finish his jacket. <laughs> 
And John and likes then to kind get, of go, oh, this old thing. Yeah, John likes to get good value for money, so he spent a wee <laughs> bit more time out in the course that just to just yes. to get the best bang for his excellent, buck. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I definitely did. Now you mentioned in there a wee bit about you said that yourself and Adrian were from the same running club, Mm-mm. and we speak quite a bit on the Young Hearts Run Free podcast about running clubs and what they bring to people. Have you been a member of a number of running clubs? Who, what running club was that you were a member of at that time? That was Carnethy. And in fact, so that was the one that, because I was doing some voluntary work with uh, Duke of Edinburgh Award and this absolutely mad man, like really wired, completely ex-military. It was as if he was on like double espressos all the time. He was completely wired. And it was him who said, oh, come along to this run but sorry that was the tri club but then he said well if you like if you want to do hills you know think about Kynethy um but then the joke in Kynethy was that I was really rubbish at hill running so like I was fit and kind of fastish but I was actually useless at anything technical so I was useless at going downhill couldn't navigate and I was okay at going uphill and that was it so I was like why am so I quite often ended up in tears on their club runs I would be in tears and just like swearing to myself, going, why is there a blooming barbed wire fence? And, you know, I'd get or I'd get electrocuted or fall in a bog. And I was like, I hate this. So, but fast forward now, however many 15 years or more, and I'm in Carnethy now, but only because they've got a swimming group and you have to be a member of the club just for insurance and stuff. So I'm still, I'm back in Carnethy as a swimmer. So, yeah. So that was the first one I joined, but I was a bit of a... Yeah, a bit sort of um, flighty. So, uh, well, depending on what I was doing or where I lived. Um, so I was a member of Portobello, City of Edinburgh, Bethelston. Uh, trying to remember where else I lived. Yeah, probably those are the main ones. I remember. From a very for a broad perspective, what is being part of a running club? bring to what did that bring to you friends I think you know the the single biggest like if I imagine if I hadn't taken up running I wouldn't know the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who Mm. you just share that absolute adrenaline fueled camaraderie at the end you know whether you're sopping wet covered in mud whether you've just had a great run or a rubbish run and it's just if you could bottle that feeling of post-run surrounded by friends and the buzz of conversation and all the kind of post-match analysis stuff, you know, that's that's fun. That's really good because you've got a collective experience. Um, and, yeah, friends. Brilliant. I can't really imagine not having done that. And, yes, you would get it from running by yourself, but the club thing, again, it's horses for courses and you can dip in and out. It doesn't have to be regimented and... You know, some people want to be by themselves and, you know, and I still like running on my own. But just the opportunities or just awareness of stuff that how would you possibly find out about Scottish Island Peaks race? Or how would you know that there's a relay going on and they need runners for this? You know, you don't know the world of running until you're surrounded by people who've done it and then happenstance or you go on a running club weekend which oh I was in I was an honorary member of Lomond Hill Runners that was the best one because 
because I didn't live anywhere near Fife, but I had a really good friend and apparently the committee were like, oh, we're not sure we should let her in. But I really only came to the social. So I never ran for them, but I came to their social weekends once or twice a year because the food and the drink was always really good. <laughs> and essentially, we just went on really long walk runs over the hills and then cooked the three course meal and drank wine. Best running club ever. Brilliant. <laughs> John and I have got a couple of mutual friends who are in uh, Lomis. Members, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Lomis, well, um, Derek, Dave. I've got a shout out to Derek for uh, getting me in. <laughs> Okie doke. And yeah, I have. Um, well, I've, I've done the Lomond Hill race a few times, but I've heard all about their their weekends away they're and indeed their, their yeah. pub runs. Yeah, and the quizzes. Important stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That camaraderie, I think, is what <laughs> you were speaking about there. Yeah. Evident. You can't. You can't really put a price on that sort of stuff. You know that friendship relationship because it's, it's friendships that will last a lifetime. Yeah. And someone that Stephen is involved in, his wife put on the Octorada Running Festival, and just recently on their social media, you've been, there's been stuff going out about club runners. There's been like. There's been Falkland, there's been Forfar, there's been Perth and others. And it's just, and when you go to events, you see people wearing their T-shirts or their club vest. And there's just, there is, it's just a camaraderie, isn't it? But and it's, it's a, but it, yeah, but it's funny, but then the same breath as we're saying that, and it is all great, but I think, so two things. One, ultra running didn't have its own club. There wasn't like the Scottish ultra running club, but actually... So we're all coming to take part, either belonging to a club or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, the running clubs, I mean, I'm talking ages ago, they ultras were still quite new. Not many people did long distance. So you were probably part of a road running club or a hill running club or whatever. But then the ultra races themselves were the club. And that was just what was fantastic because you would turn up, you know, you're on the kind of circuit of events. And at the beginning, I thought there were only something like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight half a dozen ultra races in Scotland at the time and there was this the SUM series the Scottish ultra marathon series so essentially you went to those events and that was your club because you just saw the same people every six weeks and then at the end of the year you had a dance and so so it wasn't necessarily a running club per se but if by nature of doing ultras you were part of this mafia yeah. um so <laughs> mafia brilliant I remember yes. the SUMs thing do you remember that, yeah. Stephen? The Scottish yeah. Ultramarathon series. Yeah, yeah, and it was lovely because it was. I think we pretty much all knew or recognised each other. It was, and now obviously, you know, it's changed and things moved on. Um, but and, and I wouldn't know, you know, I wouldn't know the people, and it's probably three, four, five times the amount of people taking part. And as you know, there's new faces and new blood, as as is right. But but I think an age thing is, you know, it that's quite a daunting prospect to go. If you used to know everybody, you know, it's sounding really old now, I'm not like 79, but, you know, you, you, you're used to knowing people. And if you went back, it would be like, oh, there's new people. And so, and I have talked about this a bit with running friends. Some people still want to be a part of it. I really don't. Like, I really, really don't. I, when I meet people I know through running, it's lovely to see them one to one. But I would not want to be in that because because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not there. I don't. It's fun, but it's just, it's, I'm not in the same tram lines as the yeah, people that are doing I those anymore. Yeah. yeah. So totally I think that's that. really health, you know, it's really good to know when to leave and what to do and yeah. 
I think that's really important. It's a very powerful message as well that because there will be people listening in who maybe are feeling exactly the same, you know. So and that, and that's okay to feel like that. Yeah, but it's a real dilemma as well because you think, well, I've got all these friends. That's my social life. It's my it's my weekends. It's my community. It's my sense of self. If yeah. you stop doing the thing that allows you to be in that, and okay, yes, of course, you can still volunteer or marshal or whatever. But it's very hard because you think, well, on the one hand, I don't want to keep running or racing or I've done it. I don't care. or I'm not fit enough or whatever. But then, oh, I'll lose touch with everybody. You know, so it it's quite hard to extricate yourself and then rebuild another friendship group without turning up. You know, it's actually it sounds really you know, self-indulgent and over analytical, but it's quite complicated because if that's if you've done 10 years or however many years with a group of people, and then it's not you know it's just like retiring I think people who used to define themselves by I'm a doctor or I'm a whatever and then they're not it's quite tricky but do you still want to hear what your doctor colleagues are doing or or is that the worst thing ever do you know and it's different strokes for different folks totally 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 so when people talk to me about yeah so-and-so just won this I couldn't care less or if they told me oh you know there's this I've just got a new puppy or you know there's this amazing book I've just read let's talk about life and books and people and you know the world beyond bloody Strava you know it's like Wait, god have, have you heard about this young hearts run free podcast <laughs> no I've heard about the old the old has been podcast <laughs> the recipe podcast <laughs> these podcast things that have cropped up in the last few years I tell you <laughs> Ah, I realise I am standing like my dad now. So. <laughs> we all get there sometimes. We oh, see we all get It's a bit that. worrying, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. I tell you something, if I ever win a race and I email you, you better reply to me and say, well done, John, right? I will. I'll give you a badge. Oh, I love a badge. We well, see, I love, I love a, badge. a badge, but see, that's a really tricky thing, like a genuinely, you know, psychological, like how do you give yourself... If you're not getting them by standing on a physical podium with someone putting a medal around your neck going, you're the best, you're great. You know, even if it's just the, you know, the three-legged park run in blooming, you know, but for that minute, you know, you're king. Um, and then suddenly life, you know, back in the real world, meanwhile, where you're a middle-aged nobody, you know, how do you get that thing? And that's, I think that's really fascinating is, you know, how to not predicate your identity on on external validation look at me with all my buzzwords but you know what i mean i do know what you mean you've got got digital rewards as well now eh? such as strava saying oh yeah oh god digital badges on strava to see that you've completed so many and i get that and it's really brilliant and it is you know and i must like it's like you say it's it's horses for courses and there's i mustn't let the way other people work on i mean if people want to go on strava and that gets them out of bed and it gets them up the hill and it you know brilliant for me I can't think of anything more horrendous because it would be stressful and also I don't care so which is contradictory but I hate the idea of like look at me look at me look at me look at me publicly telling everyone it's like "Mm, no I almost feel like I'm getting a row here Anyway. No, no, I'm just, but this is what, because I am quite, I realise that I'm like, why does it matter to me if people use Strava? It shouldn't matter to me at all. And yeah. yet, just the idea of me doing it is so horrendous. But it's like Facebook. I, I don't know, it's dry, anything that smacks of showing off, mm-hmm. 
I think I must have really been really strictly brought up never to show off. And I'm not saying that's not saying I haven't ever shown off because I'm sure I have. But I think that was just that was like a no go thing in my family. <laughs> you would get no. taken down a peg pretty quickly or hung over the banisters. I, think, is, uh, I don't know about you, John. You've had times where you've kind of come off Strava. Yeah, I have. Yeah, there's times that yeah. just... What do you think um, I was going to say there? <laughs> <laughs> there was a multi... There was a multi- no, I haven't. <laughs> I've done that as well. There was, a, there was a multitude of things going through my mind at the same time. What's he going to say? But, no, I <laughs> have. Safe. I I have got fed up of Strava before, and it was. I think the reason I came off it was because I kept getting bloody injured and I had to keep saying, niggly calf, and I just thought, no, stop doing that. People don't know need to know you've got a niggly calf. Just recover. I know exactly. Know? Why are you having to hold yourself to account? To and, do you know? Yes, but in some way it gets in your brain. It's almost like a slot machine that you're totally. playing. You're but doing it for validation, Facebook. you know. So yeah, I totally get that. However, into a very strong headwind. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> every yeah. every run I do. <laughs> Yeah. So there's you got what, photos like someone holding the hair dry. Look, no, it was really bad. It was really bad. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's got its place. But I think it does get maybe get um, caught up in that look at me type thing. Yeah. I'm very. You know what? I'm I'm guilty of that. And I've. But you know, every time people do a look at me thing, you tend to find they get taken down a peg or two. Totally. Eventually. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and so. yeah, and that's why you know, and there's people who who are just you know they walk amongst us you know and it's not just runners it's people who just go about their business and they probably that's why I like people in the you know they've probably done something amazing that day that you'll never know and the smallest things you know and that's sometimes I guess that's where I get really cross about because I don't want to talk about I mean I know we're having a laugh now but I I don't want a serious talk about running and races and things because Mm -hmm. I've done it to death and I couldn't care less I think there's yeah the world is there's a lot out there and so when people get hung up on you know their shoelace tying strategy for the such and such and I feel like going uh, yeah by the way um so a there's a war on in case you know okay I don't mean to be the look at you know moral high ground but there's a lot happening in the world there's people struggling or people bereaved or people that I don't know there's just like just look around you and don't be self-absorbed and that's you know I get now a lot of satisfaction it's not swapping one for the other because it's not but from doing stuff for others which isn't about for me and again I think that's an age thing I think you're you're fitting there for me there because there's times where we get focused on the training that we're doing and we can get you can get down about because your training runs no went well or actually they went better but you're right big picture stuff there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that's a lot more important yeah. than you nailing that training run yeah. nailing the training runs good but there's still a world out there outside of you yeah run I, think, that morning I think the biggest thing is you know are you and it's great and sport obviously you know it's not a sport is good or sport is bad because it is anything is neutral and it's how people interact with it and how we use it you know it's like 
chat GPT or whatever, you know, it's not or salt and sugar in food. It's not the thing itself that's inherently wrong. It's how if you use it in the right way and responsibly and stuff. Um, but I think it's as long as you you check in with yourself, like, am I am I a dick? You know, am I a nice person or am I being a dick? And that like that's all it boils down to. So you can do, go and do your great run and it's great and you've been nice and you haven't annoyed anyone else or you haven't been selfish or you haven't bragged or you know it's great there's a place for that but I think if whatever you're doing in life you, you, there's a tiny bit of you that is like you yeah, it wasn't you know the intentions weren't right or you know I've got a bit carried away with my own self-importance <laughs> do you know what I mean I think it's just really good to you know we're just tiny wee specks and be nice to the other tiny wee specks I think <laughs> I've I fought between being nice and being a dick. And this happened to me. But I check oh, myself. Oh, you have I to check. check. Mm. I check myself and I come back as as quick as I can. One of my favourite things when I was going through, I kind of like, what was it? It was early in the year and I was really cross about somebody who'd annoyed me. I can't remember what it was. And I found this I found this really lovely um, image and it was of Moby Dick. So the whale was in the sea and there was <laughs> this a man a fisherman and, and the the fisherman said something like uh no yeah the 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 whale said otter and then underneath the whale said to the fisherman nice hat and it said <laughs> the first one was like moby dick and the other one was moby nice <laughs> oh very good very that's just good. i like that's moby nice right we don't need tossers we don't need people to go oh i've just come third in the you know over 70s wheelbarrow race and so what <laughs> you know did you help the old lady across the road have you actually you know given i don't know have you just done did you save the bird that got run over you know do something nice <laughs> do, do you know what i'm going to ask a question that is maybe just a wee bit provocative okay um, go on then for Lucy now. she's in this frame of mind <laughs> you so, can edit all this out going oh blimey no no this is gold um to so you've got a pretty handy marathon PB, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, like club to me, to me. standard. No, yeah, I, hope. again, I was told in no uncertain terms, like very average, you know, it's not like a 2.30. It's an average, decent average club okay. time. So, <laughs> what is it, 2.51? Is that yeah, yeah. Bell? Yeah. What if you introduced a pair of super shoes into that equation, the the carbon shoes that they get to run in these days, mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. these um, average club athletes, and then get mm -hmm. four per four percent. They say maybe four okay. percent, um, yeah. and there's some evidence to show that it it, it definitely gives a um, a boost in times. Um, yeah. That would knock seven minutes off that time and and make it. A more... Yeah, but it would knock seven minutes off everyone else's times. Remember. Well, that. That is that. That is. I, I just wondered what what your your view is on the world of um, evolution of technology. Yeah. So yeah, interesting question. And I think it's like skin suits for swimming mm -hmm. or whatever. So <laughs> I think level playing field. So it doesn't yep. matter what you use. And if you know, in tennis racket, the head size of the head increased or whatever. It doesn't matter what you use. Equity. If everyone's yep. allowed to do it, great. But you can't have some people, then it's seen as cheating if some people have access to it and others don't. What about then comparing yourself against your former self um, pre and post introduction of such technology? Do you know what I mean? So, 
or somebody now going and running a, a 251 in a pair of super shoes and say, yeah. I, ran, I ran the London Marathon as fast as you did, Lucy. See yeah. what I mean about provocative? Yeah, well, driving. great. Crack on and, you know, um, good luck to them. And I, in yeah. my head, I'm like, yeah, you had the shoes. I didn't. Exactly. You know, you've got, it's like, you can fool yourself if you want, but, you know, some people will want to fool themselves in life or you can be really realistic and you know you know you should know like you saying you know if you're being a dick or you're being you no know, you should know in your heart of hearts was that like truly amazing am I really proud of something or was it average you know so suppose I had in the day done a race that I won but it wasn't you know it was I'd stumbled across it and hadn't done the training and it was really easy, you know so then people go well done you know well not really well done actually because only three men and their dog turned up and by the way the dog beat me and do you know what I mean so you've got to just credit where credit's due but you've also always got to be really aware you know and we're talking about an amateur sport we are not talking about and sometimes this is where people miss it like hello in case you missed it you know we're not Paula Radcliffe we're not Chris Hoy we're not bloody Mo Fat do you know like let's just rein it in a wee bit and okay I'm not saying the, the people at the top aren't you know spectacular athletes but generally people that do running they're you know we're weekend warriors some really good weekend warriors but it's you know we're not like pro gv sponsor you know yeah like, there's not many pro ultra yeah runners from Scotland. and also then you might win something but it's like well or get a record set a record like yeah but how many other people have ever done do you know you could invent i could invent some crazy route round peoples that and they're great endeavors but again it's really good it's your motivation for doing that so are you doing it for yourself to challenge brilliant absolutely fantastic or are you inventing something that you go I won the in fact I will say this the jam donut eating competition because I totally won that aced it admittedly it was only me taking part but 10 in a day 10 in a day listen Lucy you just leave my little segment that nobody knows about that you can only get to by coming in through my actual drive <laughs> I alone. might go on Strava just, I might just start inventing segments Like, Double and so it. how many puppies did you pat in the, uh, oh, I've totally nailed it <laughs> so 10 jam donuts I think 10 in a day, I, can I just say on. normal size like not your mini, they were 10 sugar jam donuts Sainsbury's in a day John's sitting there going I could do that now. that's a challenge, is this in the morning yeah, or the see? afternoon Without uh, no it was throughout the day, I had the first one at 8am when Sainsbury's open, warm from the bakery, and the last one probably about 5 p.m. You had me at one. Where is this Peebles? Have I got no, no, this was no, it was Meadowbank. I'll tell you, I know exactly where it was. I can it's... Sainsbury's, John. Yeah, okay. but I think they freeze them now. This was when they were still oh. fresh. Yeah, you've got That's to do okay. your donut research, you see. I bet a Murray's pie in 11 seconds. That's quite, that sounds quite good. You see, we need we need like yeah. alternative Strava. Then I'm all over. To, yeah, right up for that. You know what? This <laughs> bottles of Rioja. <laughs> I probably got that one as well. This this has been really refreshing. You know, I know I know we're flitting between having a laugh and being serious yeah. and stuff. But in all honesty, I've really really enjoyed this because I think what you said just most recently there was about that sense of achievement it's if you've pushed yourself and applied yourself and then you've got that reward doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it totally doesn't you know it's 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 for you and it's that celebration of self 
Totally. You know, but we equally though, we should also celebrate other people. Yeah, yeah, too, absolutely. You know, and 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 their endeavours. So it has been really refreshing. I, I wasn't quite sure at one point where we were going with that conversation, but I really enjoyed how humble, but also you you said earlier on you're not going to be giving tips. I think we've had loads of tips here, not just about um, running, but about perspective. And I really thank you for that, Lucy. It's been really good. I must ask you, though, and I think I know the answer. I've been totally wrong before. How do you relax these days? What do you do? So I quite like that question because inherent in the question was that running isn't relaxing. So I quite like that even in itself. It suggests that as an alternative to running, um, because I would I would take the dog out for a run as a relaxing thing to do. Um, but uh, cook. Uh, I love cooking and drinking wine um, and uh, reading, uh, just, yeah, just seeing friends. Um, yeah, cooking, wine, books, dogs. Donuts. That's pretty much it. Donuts. <laughs> yeah, it sounds donuts. like a good, it's a good afternoon and a good night, oh, yeah. doesn't it? All the good stuff. <laughs> All the good stuff. Okay, Stevie boy, shall we are wrap we, this up? Are we opening the door to the dialect dictionary? We oh, are, my John. word. Okay. Oh my word indeed that is very appropriate way of putting it so yeah a, a word or phrase something that you've picked up from where you come from or along the way that yeah is a bit well unique. so as i said born and bred aberdonian in my mm. perfectly aberdonian voice um it i guess it would be quine but you know everyone knows that because it was i did have to have an aberdonian i had a school accent and a home accent so it's definitely i felt like quine so it would be Quine, I suppose, but then in Peebles, if you're not from Peebles, you're called a Sturifoot. So I, oh, we've oh. only lived here, we've only lived here seven years, so we're still Sturifoot. That's so an incomer. Yes, Sturifoot. I've never heard that before. No, it's a Peebles yeah. thing. Brilliant, a Sturifoot. <laughs> Again, I shall see that as a challenge to use it tonight. There you go. Yeah. So however long we've lived here, we're, we're, I'm sure we're never going to be always you know, locals. Yep, always. What do they and what do they call a? a I should local? know this, it, and I can't just, remember. Is it just a local? Or is no, it a no, there's local? another word, and I can't remember what it is. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna have to check. Yeah, I don't know. What does an inhabitant of peoples gets called? I don't know. That's what I can't remember. There is a word, and I can't remember what it's Pebbler. called. Pebbler. Pebbler. Pebble dasher. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm sure Sturie Foot has gone right in it. Letter S, Stephen, is it? Absolutely, it's in. Sturie <laughs> Foot, so is, so is Aberdonian. It's all in. It's, it's, it's going to be a bumper edition in the dialect dictionary this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And John used a good dialect word earlier, huh? couped. When you were on about your soup getting couped. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that is a good one. I don't use that one. Yeah, yeah that's so good. we'll throw that in as well, John. So definitely, the three good. for a price of one. Definitely, fantastic. Oh, and then, what are you? Yes, thank you very much. Um, we are in what season are we in, Stephen? Season eight, episode four. This is. Wow. Right. Wow. So, we only started doing playlists must have been season three or four we started because we're now on playlist number five. Oh, yeah. cool. To give it its full title, which I do every time, Le Buff Buff Collection Volume 5. So what track would Lucy Calhoun like to add in for our listeners' pleasure? And is this usually for people to listen to while running or before running? or? 
doesn't even matter. It's, it's just a life quite, thing. I'm going to go, well, it's a running thing, and it's I've only had it on a place for about three years, so it's not something that is like a lifelong thing, but it's got to be getting jiggy with it. Oh. It's got to be as soon as you hear the opening. So I used to, like, when I run, uh, and I can find my headphones, and put that on top volume, as soon as you hear the first bit, you're like, bouncing out of the door it's just the most and apparently it was one of obama's favorite tunes but that was so cool will, will smith, smith isn't will smith will yeah smith, honestly yeah. i know he's <clears throat> probably yeah we're not allowed to play will smith anymore everyone's been cancelled haven't they <laughs> we're cool with that it's the music we're all about yeah so we love we love the music we love it but it's music. a brilliant song great track. i guarantee i defeat def, what's the word defy anybody to uh listen to that and not want to get up and yeah, jump around. I might go through the house tonight. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is a good one. House of pain. I, I might go through and shout, Hey, Sturdy Foot, let's get jiggy with it and see what happens. <laughs> okay, it's added to the La Buff Buff Volume 5 collection, as is House of Pain Jump Around, just for the crack. Fantastic. Oh, it's now playing. <laughs> Sorry. We could have a party, a couple of bottles of Rioja. Yeah, I'm telling you, donuts, Rioja, sounding good. Awesome. Well, that's what used to make me laugh. People go, oh, you know, so tell me about, you know, what you ate, what was your nutrition strategy? I was like, oh my God, if you knew what I ate, you know, it's just a joke. I'd be like on the whiskey and donuts and things, yeah. So. <laughs> Lucy, when we sent you the question list and you, you, you came back and said, maybe we'll do something a wee bit different than that. <laughs> I was expecting different, but not quite as different as I has been. Okay, right. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's brilliant. I thank Random. you so. I thank you so much um, for your insight to running and perspective, as, as I said earlier on. But I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Um, it's been a great chat, and I thank you very much for your time. I'll hand over to Stephen to do the the wrap up. Yeah. No. Thanks very much, Lucy. I think that. Um, yeah, that certainly cheap is a different sort of take on things from our normal weekly episodes um, and a refreshing take on things. Probably the one that people dissect the psychology around about yeah. more than any other as well. Um, and yeah, but I've smiled so much um, as we've went along and had our chat and a lot of fun met, fun, fun chats, but with serious underlying messages. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. probably me to a T. You know, there's the fun, fun stuff, but there's... Yeah, I mean, there's lots of men. You could spend hours, weeks, years, just like what's going on in people's heads, and mm -hmm. yeah, and it, I find that really interesting. It's like that's what I want. I'm interested in people. It's like show me the weak spots, show me the scars, show me the. I don't want perfect. I don't want shiny, you know, compression sock visor. Like show me the bit when you're really vulnerable and all the. You know, that's what makes people interesting. It's not yeah. the shiny, shiny bit. And we'll, we've certainly had. Um, that insight from you and um, so thank you so much for um, allowing us to chat to you um, I'd love to say we'd catch up with you at a race soon but it doesn't seem like that'll be happening <laughs> yeah no chance <laughs> <laughs> but maybe in the maybe for a Rioja at the end of the bar yeah, where that's more like it. sort of vintage jackets on that would be cool <laughs> excellent cool thanks so much no it was absolutely fantastic Yes.